Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kid's podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I want to wish a very happy birthday to Genevieve. Genevieve, I hope your birthday is just the best. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown Ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you'd like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, or if you'd like me to wish them a happy birthday, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is the grandest parade. Enjoy! like to tell you about a friend of mine. Just a few years ago, my wife, Pippa, and I were visiting a town called Swinford, Ireland. Swinford is small with gorgeous colorful buildings that line two small intersecting streets, Chapel and Main Street. The people there were incredibly friendly. Everyone waved hello and stopped for a chat as they walked past us. They made us feel right at home. On our first day in Swinford, we were drinking tea outside of a cafe when out of the corner of my eye, I saw a woman wearing a purple tweed peacoat marching towards us. When she reached our table, she slapped a bright green piece of paper onto it, looked directly at me with bright, piercing blue eyes and said, You'll be sure to attend. Pippa and I stared down at the paper and read, You are invited to... 
the grandest St. Patrick's Day parade that all of County Mayo has ever seen. Yes, that all of County... That all of Ireland has ever seen. Yes, that all of Ireland has ever... The grandest St. Patrick's Day parade the entire world has ever seen right here in Swinford. And she stomped off, slapping the papers on every empty surface throughout the town. Pippa and I hadn't planned on staying in Swinford that long, but we couldn't pass up an invitation like this. So we extended our reservation at the inn until St. Patrick's Day. You may be wondering who that woman was and why she was so determined to post those flyers. After talking with a few people around Swinford, I eventually found out that the woman was Bridie Brady O'Brennan, and she was the town's mayor. She loved Swinford dearly and thought it was the world's best town with the loveliest people you could ever meet. She would do anything for Swinford. While Swinford was beautiful and had lovely people in it, the town wasn't doing as well as it had in the past. Families who ran businesses on Main Street for generations were closing up their shops. Tourists weren't visiting as much as they used to, and folks who lived in Swinford for forever were starting to leave for places like Cork and Galway, where there was more work. Mayor Bridie knew she had to do something to put Swinford back on the map. That's when she had this parade idea. She knew that her neighbor, Orla McMahon, led the very best bagpipe band in all of Ireland. And Emma Campbell? She constructed the most beautifully detailed floats every single year. And Porig Lamb made such elaborate costumes for all of the people in the parade that everyone enjoyed. Why couldn't the town of Swinford make it even grander than it had ever been before? And why shouldn't all of Ireland come to see Swinford's St. Patrick's Day Parade? The people of Swinford didn't know what to make of this. They all enjoyed St. Patrick's Day, of course. They loved going to church and then heading to Main Street to watch their quaint parade. They didn't need all of the pomp and circumstance you'd find in Dublin or New York City. But they all loved and believed in Mayor Bridie. Her passion for Swinford was infectious. So they agreed to pitch in. They helped post the bright green flyers far and wide, wherever they could find an empty surface. So, of course, one flyer would find itself on the front door of another mayor's house. Mayor Maeve Mulvaney of Claire Morris, to be exact. Now, Mayor Bridie and Mayor Maeve had a history. When they were young girls, they competed against one another in County Mayo's annual step dancing competition. Bridie always managed to nab the first place trophy and Maeve always found herself in second place. Maeve had never gotten over this. So when she learned of this idea of Bridie's, she decided she was going to throw an even grander parade in Claire Morris. Maeve had beautiful rainbow flyers made up about the grandest St. Patrick's Day parade ever in Claire Morris. And the townspeople of Claire Morris posted them wherever there was an empty surface. Mayor Maeve made sure to save one last flyer, brought it to Swinford, and posted it right on Mayor Bridie's front door. 
On her way to the town hall the next morning, Mayor Bridie heard that piece of paper flapping about as she closed her front door behind her. She turned around and read, Come to the grandest St. Patrick's Day parade ever, hosted by the townspeople of Claire Morris and Mayor Maeve Mulvaney. Maeve Mulvaney? Well, that lass has been trying to compete with me ever since the fish when we were all just wee things. I'll show her. Instead of heading to the town hall, Mayor Bridie knocked on the door of Orla McMahon, who led the bagpipe band. Orla opened the door, and before she could say hello, Bridie asked, Orla, how many bagpipe players can you get for the parade? Well, I... Orla started to say, We need 25 pipe players, and I need them all to play Danny Boy perfectly. But there are only four players in all of Swinford. Orla cried out, 25, Orla. Do whatever you can, Bridie told her. And she walked off to her next task. While Orla didn't even know 25 bagpipe players, she loved Mayor Bridie, and she believed in her mission. So she searched all over until she finally found 25 bagpipe players, and they rehearsed Danny Boy every single night. Well, of course, the news of the bagpipe players in Swinford reached Mayor Maeve, who was having none of it. So to make her parade even grander, she found 26 bagpipe players to play Danny Boy in the Claire Morris parade. This infuriated Mayor Bridie. The next morning, she walked down to Emma Campbell's house, who was just outside building one of the parade floats. Before Emma could wish Mayor Bridie a good morning, Bridie came out with, Emma, we need this float to be as tall as a church steeple. But that's impossible, Mayor Bridie. Emma tried to tell her. As tall as a steeple, Emma. We must save Swinford. The taller the floats, the more people will attend. Bridie told her and she turned on her heel and left Emma Campbell there scratching her head as to how she would make the float as tall as the church steeple. She didn't think she could do it, but she loved Mayor Bridie and she wanted to save Swinford just as much as she did. Luckily, Emma had a very big family who all pitched in to create the incredibly tall parade floats. Well, wouldn't you know, Mayor May found out about the very tall floats in Swinford and demanded the very same thing from the townspeople of Claire Morris. Parade floats as tall as their church's steeple, which just so happened to be one foot taller than the church in Swinford. Being one-upped by Mayor Maeve enraged Mayor Bridie. So the next morning, she called up Porig Lamb. Porig, we need a costume for every single townsperson of Swinford for the parade. But there isn't enough time or fabric, Mayor Bridie. Porig let her know. Don't you worry about time and fabric, Porig. Just get to making costumes. We must save Swinford. Bridie said as she hung up the phone. <laughs> Porig didn't know how he'd managed to make enough costumes for every person in Swinford. There were only 1,000 people that lived in the entire town of Swinford. But 1,000 costumes, that was a lot of costumes. Nonetheless, he would do anything to please Mayor Bridie. So he sewed day and night, making costumes for the parade. What came to follow was no surprise. Mayor Maeve had the costumer make costumes for every single person in Claire Morris as well. And of course, Claire Morris had 1,500 people living in it, so that was 500 more costumes than Swinford's. Mayor Bridie had had enough 
she made her way to the Claire Morris Town Hall and barged into Mayor Maeve's office. Give up on your parade, Maeve, Bridie demanded. Mayor Maeve stood up from her chair. I will do no such thing. You give up on your parade, Bridie. Claire Morris's will be much larger anyway. We have better bagpipers, taller floats and more costumes. Swinford simply can't compete. I'll make a deal with you. Bridie proclaimed. What's that? Maeve asked. Meet me tomorrow for a step dancing competition, just like when we were wee lasses. We'll meet halfway between Claire Morris and Swinford, so we're on neutral ground. Whoever wins gets to put on their parade. Bridie said to Maeve. You're on, said Maeve. The mayors went home and told their respective townspeople about the step dancing competition to be had and asked them all to attend and determine who would get to put on their parade. Well, the next day came and Mayor Maeve and Mayor Bridie showed up halfway between their towns with their gillies in hand, ready to dance. When they got there, they realized they were the only ones there. No one from Claire Morris or Swinford had shown up. Who would determine who the best dancer was? How would they know which parade got to be the grandest? Mayor Bridie and Mayor Maeve stood there silently, wondering what to do next when they heard... Ahem. It was Orla McMahon, and there she was with Emma Campbell and Porig Lamb. And then they heard someone else... Ahem. Maeve and Bridie turned around to find three townspeople from Claire Morris. And before Mayor Bridie and Mayor Maeve could say anything, Porig Lamb spoke up. We are tired. You both have the people of Claire Morris and Swinford working so hard we're losing sleep. So, we've spoken with the people of Claire Morris, and we've collectively decided to combine the parades, Emma said. But we won't hear any arguments, Orla interrupted them. We love you, Mayor Bridie, and we love Swinford, but we don't need the tallest floats or the most costumes. We're all from the same county, from the same country, and we all love our small celebrations of St. Patrick. The parade will start at the church in Clare Morris and end at the church in Swinford. That's the deal. And that is exactly what happened. The bagpipe players joined together to play a perfect rendition of Danny Boy. All of the floats were average-sized, but as beautiful as ever. And while not every single person wore a costume, they were enjoyed by all. People from all over Ireland and the world came to see the very first annual Claire Morris and Swinford St. Patrick's Day Parade, including me and Pippa. It was an unforgettable day. And after seeing what they had done to the people they loved so much and finding what their towns could do together, Mayor Bridie and Mayor Maeve realized how silly they were being all along. They decided to work together not only on St. Patrick's Day, but throughout the year. They found creative ways to bring business and tourism back to both towns and started a long-lasting friendship. was The Grandest Parade, written, performed, and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham, with original theme music by Eli Denby Wood and Amy Geisbers Van Wyck. 
Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you like this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe in you. Gotta remember, yeah, you gotta remember